You're listening to A1R Psychic Radio, Earth's number one psychic radio network, and watching Moonstruck TV, Enlightening Television. Welcome. Time for Soulfully Guided with Carmel Ann. Carmel Ann. Live from soulfullyguided.com.au. Connect direct. In North America, dial 888-454-2751. In London, 203519-2158. In Sydney, dial 02-8488-3147. Or online, contact us through our Facebook page, facebook.com slash psychic radio. Askoneradio.com or moonstruck.tv. This is Soulfully Guide on A1R, the Ask One Radio Network. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another week of Soulfully Guided. I am your host, Carmel Ann. Um, so, what we're doing is a three turned five part series on substance abuse and drug addiction. So, if you haven't been watching and want to watch, um, this is not something we will commonly do on the show, but we wanted to bring awareness to addiction from both sides, whether you are whether you use any substances or have an addiction or whether you have a loved one or someone close to you that does. So our first episode started on the 8th of February. And um, look, today I am feeling very unwell. I've caught a bug, so please excuse me. I Once again on this topic, I've kept um, my notes. But what we're going to talk about today is ways that I managed to quit my addiction. I had a 17-year drug addiction, um, which started as a party thing and escalated to a serious addiction. My addiction was not to feel the high, it was to numb the pain. Um, so uh, last week, what we did talk about, and excuse me if I read my notes, I'm really not... 100% and yesterday I spent all day in bed, so which did me the world of good. But last week we talked about things that tricked the brain out of addiction, tricking your brain out of thinking it needs something like as much as it needs air or food or, you know, water, how to trick your brain. I would not recommend those techniques, but um, having um, said that, I would not promote creating a purposeful near-death experience to trick addiction. This is not a guaranteed approach, but for some it really tricks and outsmarts the brain into putting it into survival mode and breaking the pattern of addiction to snapping reality into it and creating a fear of the drug in place of a dependence to it. I hope that makes sense. These were my notes that I was not meant to read off. So basically um, experiences where they snap the brain out of that addiction and instead of thinking it needs it to, you know, it depends on it, it creates a different pattern instantly where it's scared to feel that again. That's very rare. It is possible, but it's not recommended to create scenarios like that. So um, look, for me, my right up until the point that I was a non-addict, um, I personally don't have a date. I didn't record what date I quit. I don't know. I know the year, but not the day. Um, it is not, I'm a not a dates person and I just don't celebrate it in that way. But I'm so proud when people say they're one day or they're one month or however many years, it's, it's a really special thing to do. But um, for me, what worked for me to quit drugs? And I'm going to read you my note points. I want to make this as clear as possible, but there's so much noise around it. Combating drug addiction is not a simple step-by-step -step technique. It is not easy. It is close to impossible, and it will take the best of you and the worst of you. And, and it's 
destroying you and crushing you before it brings you into a better person. And it's not just the addiction that we overcome. It's thereafter, which we'll touch on next week, is mental health during and after a drug addiction. So first of all, I made a choice. I stuck to it. Does it mean I, I lapsed or relapsed? But I made that choice and I stuck to it. I figured out why I started using. And then I looked at all the voids in my life and how I use drugs to fill those voids. And then I tried other ways to fill those voids. Now, please bear in mind, this is very easy to say in a few words, but it is not easy to do in real life. So, you know, I lapsed and relapsed. Once again, I made that choice to quit and I did my very best to stick at it. I did not become my worst enemy. Um, because that would have made it even harder for me. I found a drug counsellor who had a personal experience. I don't know their story, but I didn't want someone that could recite a textbook page to me, or I wanted a person with real experience and real skill. So that was my quitting tribe, my partner and my counsellor who had personal experience in, in addiction. I, once again, I started to work out why I used substances and ways to replace that with healthy ways. Because remember, when we quit, every instance that we are tested, like every day-to-day -day activity, every feeling, every challenge, every confrontation, everything that goes on in your life, your first thing to do is run to your joint or run to your substance of choice and take that. And that is your coping strategy. So you actually have to learn how to cope with real life. It's not just about quitting. It's about learning how to live as an adult or, you know, uh, uh, you know, not having your one, you know, your one thing that you run to every time and not having that. Imagine something as little, if, if you're not an addictive person, imagine like a habit. Imagine you have a fun habit of going to a bingo or, you know, going out for a coffee once a week with a friend. Imagine just quitting that. And I know it's not a huge addiction or anything if, if it's your fun thing that you do, but imagine snapping out of that and not having that feeling of connection or that 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 feeling that, you know, whatever that whatever that brings to your thing that you like to do once a week or whether it's your coffee or catching up with a friend, imagine you just snapped out of that on a basic scale and then multiply that by one million, like... Our dependency on drugs, as we've gone through in previous episodes, is from a brain, is a brain problem. It's also physical, physiologically through the body and also emotionally. So I had to slowly begin shifting my mindset. Um, I didn't go to rehab. Unfortunately, I didn't have disposable funds available to me. Everything I had had gone to my addiction. So... I had no access to the public health system because there was a waiting list. So what I've written here is, is something about drug rehabs is that also my issue with rehab centres is that the withdrawal process and the approach to quitting is standardised, not individualised, meaning it is a one-size-fits-all approach. Having said this, it is extremely hard to do a customised or individual withdrawal program for each individual person that attends a rehab centre. So basically, by what I'm saying by that is when you do go to a rehab, it's sort of, you know, a program that everyone follows, which is, you know, it's really close to impossible to create something 
tailored to each individual's needs or emotional needs and that's where the counselling and things like that come in. So um, unfortunately not all of us have access to the funds needed to enter in an immediate private system. So um, I, I had my counsellor, that was my tribe. Um, I also found my partner who at the time was my partner, he's now my husband, he somehow saw something worth fighting in me and he saw the best in me. He saw something worth fighting for and keeping at my worst that nobody had seen in my best. So I don't want to devalue or bring a fairy tale to it that this man solved all my problems and is a dream come true. Not in that sense. I quit. I did the hard work, but I was for the first time given an ultimatum that, hey, you can, if you want to stop drugs, I would love to have a family with you and get married and settle down. So for me, that is ways that I started filling the voids and comparing what I had to where I wanted to be. It is not easy. Do not become your worst enemy, please. You know, and one thing before we close up, I want to say, if you're trying to quit and you feel you really need a support around you, um, as well as mental, emotional, with family and friends, but also people you can heavily rely on that work within that industry, like a counsellor or a psychologist, but someone you feel deeply connected with um, professional, or for, for their professional skill um, and someone that you can count on. If you do have a feeling that you're going to lapse or relapse, I want you to not keep that in. It is completely normal. If you've been using a substance for a long time and that's your only way to to deal with life or live your life, then you're not going to just one day snap out of it and think, oh, I don't need it, I'm quitting, as if you're not going to feel like wanting it. It is your first resort in everything you do in life. So each time you try to quit, please know if you have the feeling that you want to use, that is completely okay. Do not keep it in. Do not leave it in like a dirty little secret because it will eat away at you until you do lapse or relapse. If you have someone that you can simply let it off your shoulders and say, hey, I'm having a crap day today. I feel like using. And you know what? Talking or doing it in a way that feels emotionally connected to you to let it off your shoulders and out of your head will be more likely to combat that withdrawal and attack it from the source rather than go and relapse. So please be kind to yourself if you are using and you are trying to quit. Um, these are the ways that worked for me. Um, it was not easy as I can, you know, it wasn't easy. It's a lifelong battle to combat. And I think things just fell into place for me because I made that choice. Um, I, I, I sort of stress throughout this course or throughout this series on drug addiction, family members, you cannot carry the weight, burden or task of being the um, the main everything or, you know, you can't, you're not professionally, emotionally or mentally equipped with the professional skills to combat a drug addiction. Let the professionals do that and find ways you are entitled to whatever help you can get. If there is no access to the private system, 
please see what you can get from your public health system. Seek it from a doctor and always use your your health, your you know your lifelines or your your phone lines that will really help you and find that community. Um, you may feel alone, but please find ways to fill those voids so that they will support you out of your addiction, not keep you prisoner to it. So I hope this has been helpful for you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for letting me share my story confidently. And I'll see you next week for the effects of mental health on um, mental health and drug addiction during and after your addiction. Bye.